My name is Andranik Eskandarian, and you are listening to Team Melly Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Team Melly Talk. I'm your host, Artif Tehari. Really glad that you can join us. And for this edition of Team Melly Talk, I am on the phone with Daniel Garabagi Stuckler, who is currently playing for Lingby in the Danish First Division. Daniel, welcome to Team Melly Talk. It's really great to have you on the show. It's also very great to be on the show, and yeah, I'm looking forward to being on the show. All right, so let's just get started. You know, naturally, I'm sure you hear these questions a lot. You know, someone sees your name, your full name is Daniel Garabagi Stuckler. So where where is your family from? Um, my father is uh, Iranian and from um, Tabriz, and my mother is from Austria. So it's, and we live in Denmark, so and I live in Denmark, so it's kind of a mix but it's uh, it's good so basically you know you have this luxury of, of having three national teams to cheer for is that is that pretty much correct yeah it's it's correct yeah it's nice to have some opportunities but um yeah right now I don't think about it that much okay daniel so from what i've seen from your football cv you've played before you've had stints before with brunby kuga Helsingur, and currently you're playing for Lingby in the Danish First Division. So now my first question for you is, um, you know, what was your favorite Danish football club when you were growing up? I mean, was it Brunby or was it FC Copenhagen? Um, you know, Brunby and FC Copenhagen are the big teams in Denmark, but um, I, I, I've been to both games when I was younger, but um, uh, the team that caught my attention the most was uh, Brunby. And that's also why I changed from um, Lyngby to Brunby when I was younger. Okay, so have you been, though, to your fair share of these derbies between these two, you know, Danish football powerhouses? Yeah, I've been there. Uh, I've been there at the matches, but I've also, you know, played played uh, youth matches, derbies, that's all, um, and then the reserve league derbies. And every time you play them, it, either if it's a youth match or a reserve game match or you know the big match they're always uh, uh, you know um, games where you can't just go there are police and you know it's um, locked away from everybody of course not the the, the, the matches for the first teams but uh, they're heavily secured by the police also and you know when talking about your experience of playing for Brunby I see that you played in Europa League qualifiers in 2015 and 2016 for Brunby and what was this experience like for you and which players had a big influence on you from your time at Brunby? Um, it was a um, very big experiment, uh, experience. I, um, I, scored, I actually also scored a couple of goals um, in the Europe League qualification and uh, it was a huge, huge um, opportunity and um, experience. The the players who uh, had the most influence on me in Brambi was I would probably say Johan Elmander, who played in Galatasaray, um, and uh, Daniel Aga, who played in Liverpool. Those I would say would be the one with the huge uh, biggest, uh, you know. Yeah, those two guys. And Daniel Aga, a very recognized name, of course. With Danish football, he's made plenty of appearances with the Danish national team. Uh, are you still in contact with some of the players that you got to know from your time at Brunby? Yeah, I'm still in, in contact with some of them. 
um, not Daniel Lager especially, but um, I have I have some uh, good friends from my time in Bambi, and um, I still keep those contacts. And also, though, in a qualifier against Hibernian, the Scottish club, Brunby prevailed on penalties, and you scored one of the penalties in the shootout. So was this moment the biggest highlight of your career? <sighs> I don't know. Um, maybe. I don't think so. But, uh, you know, it was, um, there, was a lot, there were a lot of people in the stadium that day, and um, I, was, I was very young to take that penalty, but I did it, and I... I felt secure and I scored and maybe it could be that it was one of my biggest yeah it could be now going back to when you were younger who was your favorite footballer while you're growing up was it someone playing like in another in another big league from a from a different national team or was it maybe or did you have a favorite Danish footballer when you were growing up as well Mm, my favorite footballer when when I was growing up was at the start, um, you know, the old Ronaldo from Brazil. And then I got a, hang, a little bit of a hangout in um, Ronaldinho. And um, for the last many years, it has actually been Messi, Lionel Messi. Yeah, of course, the big names, Lionel Messi. You mentioned Ronaldo from Brazil. I, you know, it's great to hear that name. It seems like these days, whenever someone hears Ronaldo, they're always thinking of Cristiano Ronaldo from Portugal. Yeah, yeah. I also admire Cristiano Ronaldo from Portugal. Um, I think he's a very, very, very special player. Um, but in my eyes, um, I, I think um, the things Messi do, no one has ever done before. And concerning the old Ronaldo, I was just astonished by his game, his pace, his, his shooting skills, his dribbles. I think he was a perfect striker. Absolutely. We know, we know that phrase. Those were the days. And of course, for Brazilian football fans, yeah, they're gonna have. To, it seems like the times really have changed. Okay, now, moving on a little bit, you know, earlier I talked to you about your family, and you said you're, that your father was from Tabriz. So does that mean, are you a big supporter of Traktor Sazi uh, from Tabriz in the Iranian Premier League? Yeah, I, I follow Traktor Sazi. Of course, it's, it's the team from my um, family, uh, you know, from my family's town. So I follow them, and um, I think it's a very good team. And, of course, you can't stop, you know, supporting them a little bit. At least if you're uh, from, uh, you have origins from the town. So yeah. And what about your experiences? You know, traveling, experiencing different cultures. Have you been to Iran on a few occasions, or maybe one time? Um, yeah, I've been to Iran like four times. Um, so I've seen a lot of Iran, but um, mostly been in Tabriz with my family. And uh, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, uh, concerning you know. Traveling, I've been with the national team, you know, the youth national team in Denmark. We've been to a lot of countries, a lot of time Turkey, which is near Iran. And, um, you know, it's a very popular destination for football clubs and football, you know, teams in Denmark. So, yeah, we've been to a lot of countries. And also continuing on a little bit with, you know, the influence of, you know, of your Iranian roots. I mean, what more could you tell me about, you know, how, how things go for you? Um, you know, experiencing the Iranian culture. I mean, do you celebrate Nowruz every year with your family? I mean, do you always do you have a certain favorite Persian food that you always you know must have? Yeah, you know, I don't have um, my Persian family, uh, Iranian family, with me in Denmark, but um, my family in Iran is uh, lovely, and um, 
I love the Iranian culture, the things we've uh, seen there. Um, of course, um, everybody has their Iranian superfood, what, what I should call the pop, most popular food, and for mine it's um, uh, kebab kubide. Um So uh, I like that a lot. Awesome. Kubide, one of the you know go-tos for any any person who loves Persian food, and of course, that's obviously my go-to as well. And, you know, earlier you mentioned, you know, playing for Denmark at different youth levels. I believe the last time you played was uh, in 2016 for the U19 level. You know, what can you tell me from your experience of playing for Denmark at the, from, from the U16 to the U19 level? It um, has been a great um, experience. Um, I got to get a lot of friends there um, we played a lot of interesting matches I got to play against a lot of um, interesting players I played against um, Meyer Maximilian Meyer from Crystal Palace I played with Emre Moore who's one of my good friends I played with Casper uh, Tolberg uh, from Ajax um, I played with a lot of good players and against a lot of good players so it has uh, been a good experience for me to you know, play against these top top players and with these top top players. And I'm sure you could guess that one of these questions would be coming. And like I said, the last time you played for Denmark at the youth level was in 2016. And seeing how things go, uh, you know, with your career and you know, which teams you play for, if the opportunity were to present itself, would you accept a call up to the national team of Iran? Um. It would surely be very, very interesting. I've um, followed uh, the Iranian national team a lot, especially in the World Cup. I thought they played fantastic. And of course, it would be a huge honor to uh, get a call up. So, yeah, of course, I would at least consider it at least. So, but I think um, that would be a very good step for me. And, um, you know, I would like to, I would love to represent Iran. And, you know, you mentioned the 2018 World Cup. I mean, prior to that World Cup, you know, everyone saw the groups. Iran was grouped with, Iran was grouped with Morocco, Portugal, and Spain. I mean, before that tournament, I mean, we all know, that, you know, the diehard supporters are always going to show that support no matter what and always going to believe. But was there some of those thoughts in the back of your head where you were thinking, okay, you know, how are they going to be able to get positive results, especially against Spain and Portugal? Yeah, of course they got. You no, know, I think they got probably the worst group they can get. It could get them. Um, a group with Spain, uh, which uh, which uh, which is a team who has won the World Cup and the European Cup for many many times, and Portugal with uh, probably one of the best players ever on their team, and uh, also Morocco isn't a bad team. Morocco isn't Morocco isn't a bad team, but um, I think that uh, I, I had some expectations um, and. But the, the Iranian team fully blown my mind. They're, they were so good. And I think it's a bit of a pity that they didn't go through because I think they, they deserve to go through. I think there were some um, doubtful calls by the referee in the last match, which I think should have gone Iran's way. So I think it's very unfortunate that they didn't go through there. Of course, I'm right there with you, Daniel. I mean, I was in Russia, so... It was an amazing experience, but yeah, you're right. There were some times where, you, you know, I, I got to just go ahead and say it. I agree with you 100%. You know, I really feel it. You know, we did deserve, you know, Iran did deserve to go the second round. That's pretty much what I think the majority of Iranian football fans are able to say. And, you know, very, you know, v- v- very good answer. You know, I love it. 
Now, going back a bit to the, the situation of possibly playing for a national team when you get older, and you know earlier I mentioned how you have three national teams to cheer for. So in terms of European football, are there times where you're always hoping that Denmark and Austria don't get put in the same group for qualification to the World Cup or European Championship? Of course, it's not funny to know to you know choose sides between your roots and where you're from and stuff. Um, so, but, but I don't think about it that much. If they end in the same group, I'll probably just cheer every time they score a goal, <laughs> no matter which the team scored a goal. I think it would be, be maybe a little bit difficult. I think it would be difficult, but I've never actually thought about it that way. I'm gonna think about it from now on when they have the, the draws. I think. <laughs> Of course, you know, when you have mixed roots, I mean, this is always a situation that, you know, especially especially if, you know, if your family is really big on, on the sport as well. I mean, I've, I asked you about your father, but how about your mother, though? Is she big on the Austrian national team? Actually, she doesn't follow the Austrian national team that much. But of course, she knows some of the key players, you know, Alaba, but um, she doesn't follow it that much. Well, I'm sure some people might think that this may come off as kind of a not the most nicest statement, but what can we say? Austria has not really been, you know, that consistent of a really good team, especially in European qualifiers and World Cup qualifiers in recent years. You know, unfortunately, there was a time when they once were good, but that has not been in recent times. Yeah, I agree. The the, the Austrian team hasn't done that well, but um, Iran, on the other hand. Has uh, taken some has uh, been taking some large steps towards you know being a, a a very good team in the world and you know a team you can always count on in the World Cup. But um, yeah, Austria have haven't done so good the, the last couple of years, and that's unfortunate, very unfortunate. And also, Daniel, going back to you know Iranian football from your from the times you've gone to visit your family in Tabriz, did you ever get the opportunity to attend a football match in Tabriz? Uh, I actually didn't. It would be a huge, uh, it would be a huge experience, I think. But I actually never. Whenever I was there in Iran, they have, there's, there was never a game, and that's very unfortunate. Um, I would really, really like to see, to see a game because I've heard so much about it. And even my friends in Denmark show me like here there was like fifty thousand to this uh, raining game, and I was like, yeah, it's normal there. Absolutely, you know, you said it's normal in Iran for there to be such huge crowds and especially for teams like Traktor, Sazi and Tabriz. I mean, they really fill up their stadium. They're known to have some of the most passionate supporters. And now going back to, you know, your experience right now playing football, you're playing, I believe you're playing with Lingby in the Danish first division. What can you tell me about the, uh, the supporters and, you know, especially your home supporters for your current club? In Denmark, football is a big, big thing, but you know, there's not a lot of supporters out in the stadiums. Some some teams don't even have like a supporter group. The place I where I play is called Lyngby, and it has is a, it's a very traditional club, and it therefore also has a lot of supporters. So even though it isn't, you know, maybe it isn't the biggest team in Denmark, they they have a very big crowd every time we play, because it's a very traditional team. So we have a still we still have a very good a large fan group. So yeah. And right now, we're looking at the table. Lingby is a few points behind a promotion playoff spot. So, what do you think will be the biggest keys, you know, to 
to, to getting one of those spots. I mean, obviously, everyone wants to get that automatic promotion spot. I mean, I believe you guys are seven points out of the automatic spot. But what are your personal goals for the rest of the season? As a club, you know, we all want to get um, the to, to get up in the in the, the highest league. So we just have to keep being stable and uh, getting the victories and um, never never losing at home. And I think that will be a key. Um, I hope to um, to make a difference for the team, maybe score some goals, and then I hope we'll get up in the the, uh, the Super League. Daniel, I'd just like to thank you for taking the time to join us on TMLE Talk. It really was a pleasure to have you on the show. And I just want you to know that I'm wishing you the best of luck with Lengby. I hope you guys get promoted to the Danish Super League. I will be paying attention. And if that does take place, is it possible for you to send me a scarf of your club, Lengby? Thank you very much. The pleasure is all on my side. Um, um, of course, if that happens, I will send you a scarf. From LinkedIn. I'll just have to talk with the marketing department to get one, but I'll, I'll send you one. And I was very grateful for being on the show. Um, I wish all the best for all the fans out there listening here. And um, all the best for the reigning national team, which we hope have success in the future. So, yeah, thank you very much for being on the show. Absolutely. Once again, Daniel, really do appreciate it. It was great to chat with you. And I will be paying attention to your team the rest of the season. I hope you guys... Take care of business, and good luck to you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Art. Uh, I hope, um, yeah, I also hope that we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go up. But, um, yeah, it's been, a, as I said, it was a pleasure being on the show, and it was a pleasure talking to you. You're a very nice man, so thank you for the interview, even though my English isn't that good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No problem. Your English is fine. Everything was smooth. And thank you, everybody, for joining us on this edition of TMLE Talk. really do appreciate the support. Make sure you follow us on all social media outlets. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You know the handle, at TMLE Talk. Make sure you go to our website, TMLETalk.com. Check out our YouTube channel. And you can also find us on Tumblr, TMLETalk.tumblr.com. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we'll see you next time on TMLE Talk.